Welcome back to To Catch a Cryptid. I am Matt. I'm John. And this is the post-Thanksgiving Day episode. So if you celebrated, happy Thanksgiving to you. If you didn't, we get it. We didn't celebrate. But that's a whole other story. So this week, uh, to start, we have an awesome follower on uh, on Twitter, which you can follow us to, at To Catch a Cryptid. And his name again is... At J-W-L-A, Internet Cryptid, Bathtub Denier Extraordinaire. <laughs> he denies the bathtub. Yeah. He, he's sporting one of our shirts. Yeah, he bought merch from us. Thank you so much. You look amazing in it. Yeah, it looks good on you, buddy. We appreciate that. That's really cool. Uh, make sure you wear it everywhere you go all the time, 24-7. I mean, you're denying the bathtub as it is. Deny the t-shirt, the washing machine. I think that's only fair. Sure. But 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 you're not allowed to wear anything. Oh, okay. While so- you're washing it. Because that that's like, you're a traitor then. Shut up. Is that equivalent to when somebody is down to their last pieces of clean clothing that they'll wear dirty clothing to the laundromat, strip down to wash those pieces of clothing? Yeah. So when you go to the laundromat, you can only wear that t-shirt while you're washing everything. Whoa. Whoa. What we're trying to say is, thank you so much. Your yeah. support means the absolute world to us. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, now we were just talking about. Okay, we were watching Bizarre Bub on YouTube. On YouTube, it's it's like my favorite channel now. Um, right now, they're up to their seventieth compilation video of creepy stuff. I've already watched all of them because as soon as I found it, I think I found this channel. When they were on the low 60s. And I went and like binged all their videos. It's good stuff. Really creepy. I just can't stand the way he talks. It's very Shatner-esque. He's got a very strange way of speaking. That is for sure. Uh, And I'm still not quite used to it myself. But, you know. But the content's really good. Oh, the content's awesome. And so we're watching this newest one that just came out. And I I don't want to throw any kind of shade his way. But usually, or at least I've noticed the last few episodes, they come out like every two weeks on Saturday night or Sunday. And this week, it didn't drop until Thanksgiving. But in one of the videos, this young couple had just bought a house and then they got married and one of the things they caught on camera was a bunch of knocking on the front door. And you said, don't open it. Right. I feel like if something evil is knocking at the door and you open the door, you're giving it permission. It may already be in the house, but you're basically inviting it to do further harm. And I don't agree with that. Because like I said, and you just said, if it's already in the home, it's in the home. It's not a vampire. It doesn't need an invitation to do more know. harm. I don't know. It is, uh, it operates on its own rules. And if you hear knocking, and I hear this a lot too on uh, the Bizarre Bub, on certain videos where they have like somebody going to the front door, this 
narrator guy is always, I guess he's Bub. I don't know. Um, he's always saying, you know, like people say, don't open the door. It's not a vampire. If they can travel through walls, a door is nothing. It's the symbolism, honey. It. I don't know. What do you think? If you have an opinion on this, make sure that you email or chat, like send us a message on any of our platforms. We want to know what you think. If the fucking devil comes knocking on your door, are you just going to open it willy nilly or wait until there's daylight and then like <laughs> cleanse the shit out of your house? What do you think? Because I personally think you wait until the sun is high in the sky. There oh. are certain things you just... Like, my family's from the Appalachians. You don't open your freaking door. You don't look out the window. You don't look out the door. You hear something. No, you don't. You wait until it's daylight. I mean, that's fair. I would wait until daylight, too, because, I mean, you know, it's dark. The dark is scary. <laughs> the dark is freaking scary. Right. But that also brings up that point, too, that if a place is haunted, it's haunted all the time, not just at night. True. There's also that kind of thing where you know like ghost hunters only like to go at night um you know things do happen in the day a lot to a lot of people that's absolutely true so and then there's the fact of the amount of knocks each time now each time that something was knocking on the door it was three quick knocks and that's that has been suggested before that it's a mockery of the holy trinity right but if you you know you're not a Christian or you don't believe in the Holy Trinity. What does that symbolize for you? Also, do you have any instances where maybe you also hear knocking? Was it more than three, less than three? Was it right at three? Because I have a story about knocks and that is what I'm going to talk about in this episode. Okay. Yeah. I Nice little transition. Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. So. When I was 20, I was, uh, I was living with my grandmother and we spoke about her house before when I turned 20 or somewhere around there, my friend, Tammy, her and I, uh, got an apartment together. I was dating this girl, Sarah, who, uh, was Tammy's, one of Tammy's best friends. And Tammy was one of my best friends. So I guess one day, Tammy was talking to Sarah and said that she wanted to move out of her parents' house. She was like 19, I guess, at the time. And Sarah suggested that she ask me because I needed a place to live. And we were really, I mean, we were both really good friends, so we could stand living together. So that's what we did. And we got this apartment. I don't want to say they were like new, but they were really nice. And I guess newer at the time. This was around uh, the year 2000. Now, the property, the whole thing sat back off the road in the woods. And it was a really nice complex. It really was. Um, but right next door, or I should say where the driveway was that went back to the property, right next to that driveway was three houses that all kind of look alike because they were all built at the same time by the same people. And of course they are still there. Now, when they were first built and I want to say it was the early seventies, maybe my grandmother 
was the first owner of the middle house and that house was haunted. And so I don't know if it has to do with the land or what, but this one apartment building that we stayed in for a year was also haunted. Right after we moved in, Tammy got homesick and had to leave. How long was she gone? She was gone a couple of months. We moved in in, I want to say it was October of 99, maybe, when we moved in. And she left and she went back to her parents' house for a few months. But she continued to pay rent. However, I was in the apartment alone and that's when things started happening. So... The first thing that I noticed was, and I kept waiting for her to come back. And there were many nights that I would go to bed and something would happen. Usually with the lights. Um, At the end of a night or whatever, when I was going to bed, I would turn off the the main light in, I guess it was like the dining room light. But, you know, the dining room and living room were one big room. Right. And um, so I would turn that light off and I'd go down the hall, go to the bathroom, turn that light off. And at the end of the hall, the bathroom was the only door on the left at the end. And then across from that was my bedroom door. And then her bedroom was the end of the hall. So for whatever reason, and I, I don't know, I've always kind of had like this need to have the door shut when I was sleeping. Well, yeah, you don't want to look out the hallway and see, like, a shadow standing there watching you sleep. Right. Um, And and that wasn't even why. I think it was because for so long. Kind of like a privacy thing. It was. Yeah. I would lay down and I always faced the door. And every now and then I would, like, open my eyes and I would see a light on under the door. So I would be like, did I forget to turn the light off? It was a habit of mine. Right. I was raised that if you leave a room, you turn the light off because electricity is not cheap. I mean, you know, if you're growing up poor anyway. And uh, so that was like a habit of mine. And it still is to this day. I turn lights off if I'm not using them. So it really kind of confused me and it made me question myself. Like, did I somehow forget? There's no way. When I came out of the bathroom and headed into my room... I would have noticed if the dining room light was on. Right. Like, you're, I, we've been together 15 years, and I know what a creature of habit you are when it comes to the lights. Yeah. So, and I've been that way forever. So, it was like, it was one thing when it was the bathroom light. I mean, I knew I turned it off, but it was the bathroom light. And that happened a few times. But when it was the dining room light, I was like, I know I turned it off for sure. I didn't walk all the way down the hall and into the bathroom and then out of the bathroom into my room and not notice that light was still on. Right. There's no way. So I would see the light on and I would get up and I, I got, I would open the door Tammy, are you here? And I would search the apartment. And of course I was still alone. So I turned the light off and go to bed on a few occasions. I would get three knocks on my bedroom door. <laughs> And they were light. Knock, knock, knock. And I, every time, Tammy, are you back? But when it would happen and there would still be no lights on, that's when it really, like, you know, kind of got to me. 
Like, why would she come in and not turn any lights on and come all the way back to my room and knock on the door? You know? Yep. So, that happened quite often. Yeah, no thank you. Well, then Christmas came. And I, I at the time, played guitar. And I had uh, my acoustic guitar. I, um, I always kept it out and I would lean it up against a wall in my bedroom and I kept the pick stuck between three strings. For Christmas, Tammy and I had planned a, a day to go out Christmas shopping and we would go back to the apartment with all the gifts and wrap them and then I would take her home back to her parents' house. We got done wrapping gifts and I remember distinctly we were both standing at the door checking our pockets to make sure we had everything. And we were, you know, like she had her bags of, uh, of presents that she had wrapped and we weren't saying anything. It was quiet. There was no noise anywhere. It was quiet. And then all of a sudden my guitar plucked each string, bing, 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 bing. And then it slid off the wall and hit the floor. And we both just kind of stared down the hallway and then we looked at each other and I walked back towards my room. She followed me and sure enough, my guitar was on the floor where it had fallen, but the pick was still stuck between those three strings. So it would have had to have been removed for those strings to have been heard when plucked. And it sounded like it was plucked with the pick. So whatever had done it, had pulled the pick out, plucked all the strings, put it back in, and and probably in the process of putting the pick back in, knocked the guitar over. Christmas comes, and I had sprained my ankle, so I wasn't doing much, but um, we had this little holiday called Christmas Steve that was the night before Christmas Eve, and that's where we would all get together as friends and exchange our gifts. So because we had this apartment, we had Christmas Steve at our place. And a couple other friends came. Uh, My girlfriend Sarah was there. I couldn't do much of anything because of my ankle. So I was sitting in my chair and we were going to watch something on, uh, on VHS. Nice. Yeah. And they were all in the kitchen preparing the snacks and everything while they were doing all this. I had the video in the VCR and it was on pause. It was, I I started it and then paused it. I don't know why. And I had the remote, the TV and the VCR remote with me. And at one point the VCR stopped and then turned off. And, And I had had that VCR a long time. That was the only time it ever did that. Well, then, uh, my girlfriend, Sarah had gotten me the Pink Floyd tablature book for the wall. Sometime after Christmas, I spent a lot of time playing Pink Floyd on my guitar. And I would sit down on my bedroom floor on the carpet and I would open the the tablature book, which was really thick because, you know, that's a big album. Yeah. And I would practice a couple of songs. And then when I was done, I would shut the book, put the pick in the strings, lean the guitar up on the wall and do whatever I was doing after that. Usually it was going to bed. So one night I, uh, I was, I can't remember the song that I was practicing, but for whatever reason, I decided to leave the book open when I went to bed. 
And Tammy still at this point is not living with me. There was a parking lot light outside of our building and it was with my blind closed. It still illuminated my room enough that you could see in the dark, but you couldn't read a book by it. Right. No sooner than I had turned off my lamp, I had a little lamp next to me on uh, my little end table or bed stand table thing. (laughs) Bed stand table thing. Uh, I heard the pages flipping. And it was so faint that I was like holding my breath and listening as hard as I could. And it was for sure the pages were flipping and then they stopped. And I kind of like moved my head so that I could see the book and it was still open on the floor. It hadn't shut. And I figured because it was new and so thick that maybe I had left it open to where the pages just made themselves turn. So I got up out of bed and without turning the light on and I picked up the book and it had stopped on the song. Hey, you, I flipped out like, Oh my God, of all the pages in this book, like, are you kidding me? It stopped on, Hey, you. So I shut the book. I said, leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. And I went to bed the next day. (laughs) The first thing I did when I woke up was I grabbed the book and I opened it up to where I had left it on whatever song. And then I found, Hey, you in the book. And if the weight of the pages had turned themselves, it would have gone the opposite way from, Hey, you. No, thank you. Yeah. So it was at that moment that I started calling the ghost pink. Of course, this was just a few years after I had first seen Days to Confused. And there's Randall Pink Floyd in the movie who everybody calls pink. So I called the ghost pink. Like, well, clearly you like Pink Floyd, so I'm going to call you pink. And apparently the ghost didn't like that. Nothing crazy ever happened, but the only way or the only thing I can think that it didn't like that was one night I had gone out with my friend Jessica and we used to drive around until like three and four in the morning. That was what we did for fun back then. And we could afford the gas. So I came home one night and she, she dropped me off. I went up to my door and I opened it. And as soon as I opened the door, I could feel the presence and I never was able to pick up on what it was or who it was, but I could feel the presence and I was like, oh, hey, pink. And I could feel it leave the apartment in a hurry. Mm. Like it was not happy being called that or maybe it just wasn't happy being spotted or found, which I've noticed a lot of times happens with spirits. But um, that's what I always called it after that. And it was at that moment I also realized that it probably wasn't just my apartment that was haunted. It was probably the entire building. So, um, I never bothered asking any of my neighbors in that building if they had experienced anything, but, uh, I think that was probably, I can't remember if anything else happened cause she moved in or she moved back shortly after that and things kind of died down, um, at least for us, but I will also throw this in there. Tammy, I don't know if she still is, but she used to sleepwalk. And I would come home from work at like 1130, 12 o'clock at night. She would be in bed sleeping and I'd be sitting on the couch watching TV and she would come down the hall and her eyes would be closed 
And I just figured she came out of her dark bedroom. I had the dining room light on, but her eyes would be closed and she would walk right past. I wasn't really in the way, but she would walk around the, the uh, counter into the kitchen and I would say, Hey, what's up? And she'd be like, eh. and she would get something to drink and she would walk back around the counter and down the hall into her bedroom and her eyes would still be closed. And at some point I was like, um, I'm sorry if I'm waking you when I come home and I turn the TV on and everything. She was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you come down the hall and like get something to drink. She was like, I do. And that's when I found out because one night she came out and she was in the kitchen getting something to drink and she started flipping out and she like quickly ran around the counter and down the hall. And I was like, what's up? And she was like, nothing. Good night. And went to bed. And she told me the next day she woke up in the kitchen getting a drink of water and it freaked her out. So she ran back to her room and went back to bed. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty funny. But I think that's all that happened with pink. Um, the, the guitar thing and the, the tablature book thing really kind of, those are two of my favorite things that ever happened to me paranormally, like hearing the guitar. And I had her there that witnessed it too, you know, Yeah. and there was no explanation for it at all. I mean, how did the pick, if it didn't come out of the strings, how did it pluck those strings? How did I hear those strings get plucked? Like, right. How did it give you a resonant noise? Yeah. And it was just ding, 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 and fell over. I don't know. That's <laughs> a little wild, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, he had a good, he had good, you know, good taste in music at least. Apparently. Yeah. I'd love to go back there and, um, I don't know, maybe talk to some people who live there now and see if they've experienced anything. It has been 20 years, over 20 years. Yeah, let's talk about another video that was in the new episode of Bizarre Bub. Okay, okay. If you haven't heard of the YouTube user Urbex Hill, yeah, definitely check their channel out. Um, it's a guy who goes out on solo missions to investigate abandoned places in Ohio um, the first video that b- was brought to my attention was he was exploring this um, set of underground pipes. He gets so far down into one and he like aims his camera in a f- down one. Of- there was um, a fork around the corner of that fork. You can see something peeking around the corner. It like pops its head back and forth. And then all of a sudden, another one darts out. Yeah, quickly darts out. And then they, like, take off. And, and he goes down there pretty, like, fast to investigate. And it's just one long straight shot. That ends. That ends. Where the hell did it go? But that's not what I want to talk about. No, what I want to talk about, <laughs> this in this, epi- this, new, this newest Bizarre Bub compilation... Urbex Hill goes back to an abandoned warehouse that he said apparently that he would never visit again. Yeah, because he, uh, I saw that first video on Bizarre Bub of him going to that warehouse and what happened there. And he got touched there and his infrared camera picked up a, a, a mass that came up behind him just as he jumped around when he got touched. So, yeah, apparently he claimed he wasn't going back, but then he did. Well, if he claimed that before, he's probably definitely never going to go back after this one. No kidding. 
Wow. You can clearly see something yank him from his sitting. He had just sat down and something yanked him a good five, six feet. Yeah. And he's not a small guy. He is not a small guy. Something yanked him like he was nothing. And And it knocked him out for like 10 minutes. It knocked him out. He, I don't don't know if he hit his head on the ground or on the floor or what, but when he landed, he was out for like 10 minutes. And as soon as he woke up and realized what had happened, he grabbed his stuff and left. And that, I mean, that just kind of brings home the point that you do not ghost hunt or you don't do these things alone. Yeah, ever. At least keep your own personal safety in mind. Anything could have happened. Yeah, he could have been. And no, who would have? And the place that he was at is abandoned. Who knows how long it could have been before you know somebody found him? Yeah, what if he had been thrown backwards, and not just been knocked unconscious, but what if he had a concussion or he got his head split open or something landed on him and pinned him there? Yeah, like, and and he maybe dropped his phone and all that, and he couldn't reach it to call nine one one. Yeah, so um. Please be safe when you go out exploring, no matter where you're going. Be smart and be safe about it. Yes. And always let, if you're going to go by yourself, at least let somebody know where you're going. Exactly. And maybe check in with them every now and then. Just please be safe. This is the modern age. We got cell phones. There's no reason why. Absolutely. But. Please go by your, don't go by yourself. Don't go by yourself. That's what I was going to say. Please don't if you can help it. Now, apparently, and I just subscribed to his channel, so I'm not very familiar with how he does things or if he always does solo missions, but even with his size, he was yanked like he weighed nothing. Yeah, he's a pretty big dude. The paranormal, they don't care how big you are. They nope. don't care who you are. They don't care, you know, what your beliefs are. <laughs> If it could throw him around like that easily, then, you know, please proceed with caution. I mean, in this warehouse, it shows him walking around on, on like, I guess, the the basement level. And there's a lot of debris. You know, the place is kind of crumbly here and there. It's old. Um, what if he, you know, at one point something happens and it freaks him out and he starts running back down this hallway. What if... I don't know. He twisted his ankle and snapped his ankle or something. And now he's down in the basement of this abandoned warehouse. And there's a ghost. There's something there that clearly does not want him there. Right. So what's he going to do? Crawl, army crawl, hands and knees. If you got to do what you got to do. But our point is. Just be safe. Be smart and be safe. Yes. So, but yeah, again, if you haven't checked out his videos, it's Urbex Hill. U-R-B-E-X. Pretty cool stuff. We just subscribed to his channel recently, too. And yeah, and we're going to check like out more he, of his stuff. You know, not only does he, like, visit abandoned places, but he it looks like he does scary games, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we've been getting into that, too. Um, so there you go. Again, I uh, hope your holiday was good. Yeah. And um, thanks for checking in again this week. We will be back next week with another great, tale of terror or or whatever <laughs> if it's not terrifying it'll at least be terrible yeah <laughs> very good very good 
Make sure you check us out on Twitter to catch a cryptid. Um, you can follow us wherever you're listening to us right now. And then you won't have to worry about updates on Twitter. Um, but yeah, to catch a cryptid on Twitter and then, uh, to catch a cryptid at gmail.com. If yes. you have anything you want to share with us, we would love to hear almost anything you want to tell us. <laughs> if it's, if it's, if it's bad or rude, keep it to yourself. Yeah. Constructive, constructive criticism is okay, but let's try to keep it nice. Um, and if you, uh, if you know of any kind of weird paranormal story, this is something I'm really trying to, um, I mean, I've already started, obviously, but I'm really trying to find the craziest stuff on YouTube that I've never heard of before, just to learn a little more about what's going on out in the paranormal world. And I've been seeing some really cool stuff lately that maybe we can talk about next week. Yeah, I don't for know. sure. But if you uh, hear of anything or see anything, please share it. I would love to check it out. Thanks for tuning in. Keep it creepy. Keep it creepy.